Hello and welcome, good day, to episode 30 of Mike's Open Journal. And this one's going to be a bit of a special one. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to see how this one goes a little bit. Uh, so t- tonight's episode, or this morning or this evening, depending on when you're listening, uh, is going to be about the hashtag TalkMH chat uh, that happens online on Twitter. So to give you a little bit of an introduction to this one, I kind of came up with this idea yesterday of trying to interact in a different way with the TalkMH chat that I've kind of interacted with over the last couple of weeks online and it's been a great way to kind of talk to other people that are affected or interested in mental health and kind of have some open and honest conversations about some of the stuff we're affected by, uh, the challenges that come with that and some of those kind of survival tips that others may have as well. So my idea was to kind of podcast along with the chat that was happening online uh, and just kind of see how that went. So it's a bit more of a a narration, I guess, based podcast this time. As an introduction to the chat itself, it was set up, I have to be honest, I don't know when, uh, but by Hannah. And I think this week there are, well, each week there seems to be a, a guest host. And I think this week it's Charlie, who has been leading the chat this evening. Now, I've actively tried to stay away from the chat, so uh, I've given them kind of a head start, so I'm recording this about 20 minutes, 25 minutes after the chat has started, so that there's already some content up to talk through. Uh, having just flicked through um, to find the right starting spot, there seems to be a lot of conversation going on already, so that's really good. So we will kind of get straight underway. As I say, if after listening to this, you want to Go and find out a little bit more about the hashtag talk MH chat that happens online. Um, I'm just saying chat, that chat isn't part of the hashtag. Um, so it's just hashtag talk MH. Uh, the conversations, the chats happen Thursday evenings and start around 8.30. Uh, or there's a few people that seem to post a couple of bits beforehand. Uh, also with things like introductions with new people joining the conversation each week as well. Uh, so to get underway, I'm loading up my Twitter feed. I've scrolled down. I've got an introduction from Charlie who tells us um, she has bipolar and she's introducing us to everyone else taking part in the conversation. You can see a few of the same people uh, popping up that I spoke to in the last couple of weeks. So uh, we've got Mystic Meg there, Rachel's there. Uh, we've also got uh, one of the mind centers uh down there as well which is great to see having a kind of charity that's involved with uh individuals i think is great uh as far as i know that's the only um mind kind of base i've seen so far uh i think it's i'm gonna be really bad now i think it's beth um that tweets on behalf of um it's Middlesbrough and Stockton mind um I think it's Beth that tweets on behalf of them uh so they're on each week and again it's great to kind of have that uh information support and just kind of I guess presence of a uh 
of that organization there as well. I just reload in my feed. So we've got, uh, where did we get to? So there, everyone's saying hello. Oh, I skipped ahead there. Sorry. As I said, it's a very different podcast, a little bit of narration, and also trying to kind of stay up to grips with the um, the clicking in between everything there as well. Um, so a lot of highs and hellos for the first few minutes, uh, which is nice to see, obviously introducing to each other. And again, kind of the idea that this is just a really very friendly, um, open kind of uh, environment and atmosphere for people to talk through um, their mental health queries, concerns and experiences. Uh, so Charlie gives us our first question of the evening, which is, which starts, uh, I was diagnosed with bipolar when I was 14. After years of struggling, how long have you been suffering with mental health? Uh, and as I scroll through some of the questions here, let's have a look. Uh, so we've got Kirsty who mentions the fact that she suffered from depression and anxiety since she was 14, and that's six years. Uh, and she was diagnosed two years ago. Uh, Shannon mentions the fact that uh, since she was 15 uh, and diagnosed at 18 with anxiety, OCD and depression. Uh, we've got a couple more again mentioning the fact that actually they've suffered for a long time. And for some of the uh, contributors to this discussion, the fact that they've kind of suffered or been affected by uh, their mental health challenges for as long as they can remember uh, with only a very recent diagnosis. Uh, we've got Victoria mentioning the fact uh, that she was diagnosed 10 years ago and she's been suffering, as she says, for 12 years. Uh, uh, we've got Mary who mentioned, she said, uh, mental health problems for around a year uh, oh she was diagnosed a year ago when she was uh, 19 um, but she's been struggling for most of her teenage life we've also got again a few people mentioning kind of around those teenage years and I think sometimes that can kind of feed in I guess to that stage where we start to develop and become individuals you become a little bit more self-aware as well and I think that can really be a key time for a lot of people uh, for myself, that's kind of that's not really part of uh, my mental health story, but I can see how uh, a lot of people are going through that experience when there's a lot of changes that I'm going to say naturally happen at that time with your body, with your mind to some extent as well, and there's a lot of natural changes with regards to your schooling, um, being at college or university or going into the workplace. And that's without looking at any potential changes or struggles around your mental health or around individual changes in your circumstances, such as your family, maybe your employment um, or education situation as well. So I think it's a really key time and it's really great to see that there's so many people now talking about their experience at that time. Uh, I think for me personally, it's kind of a key thing to actually, it's great that these people are talking uh, but it would be really good if we could see, I guess, greater support or information going into, uh, from kind of what a lot of people are saying, I think around that college age or the end of secondary school, I guess, 
um, and having that support available is great, but actually it's more about kind of getting that communication, getting that conversation started at that early stage where we can talk about some of the stuff that um, these guys have said they've experienced and actually get that support to them earlier on and help to break down that stigma so it's not a case of having to wait three, four, five, six, ten years before you're getting a diagnosis or any support or recognition um, kind of of the kind of challenges that you're going through so that, that conversation can happen much earlier. Uh, and again, Charlie, who's leading the conversation, mentions the fact that she's suffered with mental health her whole life um, and she was officially diagnosed uh, with bipolar disorder at the age of 14. So again, kind of um, in those teenage years, getting a bit more recognition of, of those challenges. Um, but such a long time until something was kind of identified. Hopefully, uh, we see a few more now popping up that have kind of got a more closer resemblance to the time they feel like they were affected by and the time they were picking up some support as well. Uh, we've got Worrybug mentioning the fact that she often feels a lot more irritable after a few hours of something that wasn't so bad and she hates the fact that she becomes really irrational and short-tempered. And I think that's one of the things um, a lot of us can kind of tie into is the fact that you can kind of get into that mindset sometimes where um, in your, let's say, your kind of rational or calm state, um, you could kind of maybe brush something off or... Uh, it wouldn't be particularly important to you. You could kind of work past that. Sometimes you get in that mindset where you just can't move past something, and it could be, it could be something really big. Um, but equally, sometimes it can be something really small, and that makes it so much more annoying. Um, for myself, sometimes it can be small things like, you know, you worry about whether you've left something on, left a window open. Um, I get, I can get really annoyed sometimes. Um, at work, I've got some of those clicky pens, you know, so you click them to get the pen to come out and then you click it to close it again. Um, and it really annoys me when I've clicked it and left it with the pen out, um, particularly if I kind of walk away from the desk or it's the end of the day. So um, I can get really irritable around kind of that idea of, well, I've, I, have I left it? Um, have I left it clicked out? Um, and I need to go back and check it. And sometimes I can be quite short with the people I'm talking to to just go back and check that I've clicked this pen back in. Um, so I can get like that sometimes as well. Um, so I have an idea as to what Worrybug is talking about, but I think everyone feels that in different ways and has different experiences of that and will be affected to different extents as well. Um, we've got, Steffi mentions the fact that she has suffered with anxiety uh, since she had a really bad uh, uh, oh dear me, she suffered with anxiety since she had a really bad panic attack three years ago. Um, and again, I think it's quite difficult sometimes with doing this kind of narration version of looking through the chat is you don't always get like a full insight. So I'm going to kind of refer a lot of stuff back to me because I know me and I can talk about me. <laughs> and hopefully if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll, you'll accept me talking about me. Um, I, as some of you know from blogs and podcasts, um, I had a type of episode and seizures at New Year. And I think for me since then, that definitely made me more I don't think anxiety, but it made me more anxious. Um, 
and more nervous about kind of going out and doing things because I worried about if that happened again, um, what would I be like, particularly if I was out um, or away from home, um, if I was around other people, like, I guess to some extent, like, what would they think? Um, what would I be like? The kind of the knowledge that I would probably be worse if I was around other people. Um, so that definitely kind of, sometimes that first time really sticks in your mind um, and can be really quite, um, I guess it's dangerous in a different way. It's dangerous in that it can set you back um, because you can worry and overthink the outcome. Um, and I know for me that's the case. I think it's gradually getting to the stage where you're able to work out on some kind of coping strategy that works for you or um, be able to kind of recognise that something's coming on and try to find a safe place for yourself at that time as well. Uh, but again, I don't feel like myself. I suffer from anxiety, so um, I'm not able to talk fully on on what Steffi and some of the other guys are experiencing there. Uh, as I move through, we've got a few more people coming into the chat for the first time, which is great to see. Uh, we have Lottie who mentions the fact that she's struggled with an eating disorder since she was 14 uh, and is currently being assessed. I think uh, more and more in the last couple of years, I've seen more articles and more kind of media coverage of uh, eating disorders. I think particularly around the images that we put out uh, with things like social media and online profiles around like this ideal um, body shape or appearance that you should have, whether that's to do with uh, the way your body looks or the way you dress, um, if you wear makeup, uh, and the approach that you kind of have to, to different people as well. And I think while I understand the importance of, I guess, media, uh, branding and promotion and promoting certain things, I think it's also important to, to be aware of um, the reality of life and the fact that we are all different shapes and sizes and we are meant to be all different shapes and sizes. Uh, and if we all look the same, like, wouldn't that be a boring world to live in? Like, ugh, it just sounds a bit hideous to me. You, can't, you, could, you wouldn't have appreciation of beauty or your own preference or um, just the, like, the diversity that exists within the human race um so i think that's quite a big thing uh so i know in my workplace we've started to talk a little bit more about things not necessarily eating disorder but eating habits um and ways that that can kind of be improved particularly things for us like just getting away from desks um eating more fruit uh i think is a big thing i've also got a i've got a health and wellness check or something like that coming up in around a week's time um, and i'm expecting a little bit of eating information to be given to me. But I think for me, it's going to be a case of eat more fruit and veg. And that's probably going to be as much as I get given. Um, I think, again, eating disorders is not something I uh, I feel like I'm affected by. So again, the information I would be able to talk through would probably be quite minimal in that. Um, so it would be something really interesting to maybe have uh, someone that has been affected by that come onto the podcast in the future, maybe talk through a little bit more about their experience um, and what uh, an eating disorder has meant for them and how they've experienced that. We've got uh, Kimberly talking about the fact that she has suffered from depression, anxiety uh, and a type or a sort of eating disorder for eight years. Uh, 
and someone else mentioned the fact that they've had all been taking medication for eight years. Uh, oh, some nice messages we get to. Um, so Victoria saying the fact that it's really inspiring to hear some of the experiences that other people have had, um, and she hopes that it continues and is joined being part of the hashtag TalkMH. Uh, and we've got oh one message from uh, Charlotte saying that uni, uh, while she was at uni, she had a panic attack, um, and it's become worse and more frequent. Uh, and then a reply from Jade saying um, she had to leave lectures previously and has experienced something similar, um, and offering Charlotte a bit of support there. I think that can be a big change uh to go on to to university uh, while college can be a big change from school i think going up to 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 uni can be a huge huge change uh with regards to the number of people that are around you it's a completely different environment um well it's great in regards to things like independence and uh like kind of personal growth uh yes yeah, a huge change to the people that you're working around and the pressure pressure that you can feel um, and experience at that time so I'm really pleased to see that there's other people that have kind of gone through that experience and are able to support and talk about that. Um, so it's great to see kind of that community spirit, I guess, there. Um, and I think that's one of the things that the chat kind of really promotes is getting uh, these group, this group of people, these group of individuals to come together and talk about their experience and the things that maybe they've struggled with or they succeeded with um, and maybe someone finds this chat for the first time and comes on and maybe they don't feel happy or confident enough to, to talk or to comment or maybe they read some of the posts from the other individuals that are taking part in that chat and actually feel like Do you know what yeah I'm, I'm not alone I'm not the only person to experience this and um, or maybe this is something that somebody else did and I can maybe try that uh, or it might be that they kind of think, oh, actually, I'm going to I'm gonna follow that person or send them a message and maybe have a talk to them about it. Uh, or they pick up some great information from the chat. So I think, for me, that's one of the great things about the uh, hashtag TalkMH chat. And I have, in the last, I think in the last two weeks, um, also realised that there's a few other chats that go on as well. Um, I've seen and kind of interacted with a... Uh, borderline personality conversation that happens on a Sunday evening. Uh, I'm also aware of, I think there is a uh, a specific depression chat that I've seen once before. I'm not too sure what the hashtags for those were just because I've not interacted with them as much. Uh, but again, like I say, there's, there's a few different groups out there. There's a few different chats that go on. Um, and I like this. It's not. Um, it's kind of like not a private chat. But the fact it's open and it's just part of a like a hashtag conversation is a great way for for those conversations, for those posts to be open, and for other people to hear those and take away some of the stories and the experiences that people have had. Uh, as I move through, we've got. Um, Zoe mentions the fact that she has. She's done some colouring in, and there's a nice picture there, which I obviously can't show you. Um, and I think colouring in is a is a great way to um, kind of experience some of those emotions and thoughts that we have. Uh, I know I've 
had a couple of occasions where I've looked after my niece and she's had a colouring book with her that she's really not interested in at all. And I've kind of sat there and just done some of the colouring and actually found it very, I guess, peaceful um, and quite reflective, which has been good. Um, and yeah, I've quite enjoyed that. So anyone that wants to send me a gift, um, I'd be quite interested in a colouring book. Um, if you're going to get me a gift... Um, I'd probably like a themed book if that's okay by you. Uh, oh, I can't think of anything right now, but something fun. I'd rather not just like a flowers or cars or I don't know what else you get in colouring books, but something cool. Okay, moving on. Um, I'm not sure if I'm looking at this in the best way because I've just realised I have only so far seen the very first question. So I'm not sure if we've moved on to another question yet. Uh, I've got a few conversations going on around people getting used to medication, so I wonder if I've missed the introduction of another question here. Um, not sure. Um, so we've got a few people talking about medication now. I guess I maybe missed the question. Uh, so Zoe's talking about the fact it's scary uh, being reliant on medication, but it's scarier to think what would happen if I wasn't um, and I can definitely I'm going to um, like that while we're going along I can't believe I've only just thought of doing that um, but that I think is definitely something I really agree with one of the reasons why I was very apprehensive about taking medication for my mental health is the fact that I didn't like the idea of kind of being reliant on something that I would have to take every day um, I don't know that I necessarily thought that was a scary thing. I guess I did, but I think it was more a case of just not wanting to do that um, and just being really reluctant to. Uh, and to some extent, I do feel kind of reliant on them at the moment. Um, like Zoe, though, I'm very grateful that I'm able to take them. I definitely feel like they've helped. Um, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I guess beforehand I was reluctant because I didn't want to be reliant and now I kind of feel like I am reliant. But they, for me, they've definitely helped. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you know what? Like, If I break my leg and I was reluctant to have like some sort of walking aid because I didn't want to become reliant on it, I'd want to kind of retrain my leg or keep it moving. Um, wouldn't eventually you just use the walking aid and help yourself out? Like just stop using it when you don't need it anymore well, I don't know let me know what you think about that I love the um, it's not mental health versus physical health it's more it's a weird comparison in my mind uh, as we move through uh, we've got uh, Jade mentioned the fact that she's had difficulty at her uni um, and she's been able to talk through an email her tutor which has been really good so it's good to to hear that experience uh, we've got a couple of people mentioning the difficulties that they've had through their day as well um, and again some really good support coming from some of the other contributors to the conversation we've got my good friend Rich who's been on the podcast a few times mentioning that he's not involved with the chat tonight um, as he's going through his applications so good luck to Rich with those um, hopefully you get a successful response from one if not many of those uh, and we've got a message from June who's mentioned the fact that she's suffered with mental health since the first, since my first grade year of elementary school. 
I think that's American writing, isn't it? Um, so again, a, um, kind of a real shame to be hearing that. And I think it, again, feeds into... Oh, I'm going to just have to stand up for one moment. Bit of an issue with some headphones now. Uh, so, yeah, again, just the fact that we've, we do have people feeding into the conversation that have been affected by mental health for a long time. So, again, it's great to see that they're able to come in and be part of the conversation and kind of share their experience and their story and be there to, I guess have that open conversation with other people but also to help uh and be supportive of other people's experience as well uh and a couple of people mentioned the fact that they have they've struggled so much in silence and being able to kind of talk out about their experience has really been um a relief for them and a great experience with regards to i guess kind of having not necessarily acceptance but just being able to talk openly about what they've been through and being kind of that positive feedback of being able to be there and support someone else. Uh, again, we've got Middlesbrough and Stock to Mind getting involved in the chat, so great to see them coming through and uh, Beth doing her work there. Okay, oh, I have found the second question from charlie okay so what tips would you give your younger self to help with your bad days so maybe i didn't miss the medication question there um so the tips that people are giving uh kimberly says ignore everyone else around you and do what's best for you and your happiness shannon stop hating yourself you're great and people love you look and no love and look after yourself uh, Rebecca says, "Get off social media." It started a pattern of for her that led to comparing herself with other people, and that led to her struggle. Jade says, "Tell people, get help." Um, she suffered in silence for too long. Uh, Hannah, speak to someone. Don't keep it bottled up inside. Uh, problem shared is a problem halved. E. Kirsty, you're loved, you may not feel it, you may hate yourself, but you are loved and you need to learn how to love yourself. Mystic Meg, people do actually love you, nurture those relationships because once they're going, they're harder to get back. Zoe, get help. For years I didn't see my symptoms as symptoms. Early treatment could save you years of pain. And I think, again, that comes back to that idea of being able to talk about our experiences and some of those struggles as well, talking about them in an open way and not necessarily seeing it as, oh, this is a mental health issue or a mental health struggle. Um, You can just look at the symptoms, see that you're struggling with particular things and kind of come forward and talk about those in the same way that we would with physical health and those, I guess, let's say in brackets, traditional injuries and illnesses that people have. Uh, another Charlotte mentions it's nice to uh, it's so nice talking to people experiencing similar things Um, I didn't have anyone to talk to about my mental health um, and I don't have anyone in reality I guess she means in real life there Um, so she's found the chat very helpful Uh, Ella says just I'll just remind her so I guess her younger self how strong she is and that there's always hope 
even if she can't see it. And I think there's some really positive messages coming through. One of the things I've noticed, I don't know if you have, as I have mentioned names and things as I've scrolled through, is that this chat along with most of the chats I'd say I have interacted um, and seen previously really have involved, um, well, they well they involve both males and females, but it's very much female-dominated at the moment. And I think that comes back to kind of that feeling of the fact that, oh, if you're male, you don't um, talk about these things. It's not something that um, you should talk about or you should kind of acknowledge. Um, so that's really, I'm not going to say upsetting, but I guess it is. Um, and, but can make it really difficult, especially, I think, for for men to come forward and talk about mental health. Um, so it's great when I see uh, people like Rich, and I've just scrolled past Matt and Tom that are commenting um, on this chat as well. Um, and having, having those guys that are talking about their experience, their struggles, their achievements, um, and obviously uh, the guys that we had the mega cast with, so again, a big shout out to those and do go back and listen to my podcast with audio rising and surviving my podcast uh, because those are they're great podcasts they're great guys to listen to and to talk with uh, Matt and Wes are awesome uh, and I think just for, for you guys to maybe hear from someone else other than me I don't know why you'd want to do that but um, just to have the opportunity I think to hear from different people does show that there are there are guys out there that are experiencing this so it can be a great way for for you to hear and to interact with other people as well um, question three from Charlie uh, I'm gradually getting closer and closer I think I'm, I'm starting to catch up now a little bit with the with the chat um, have you ever suffered negatively from others about your mental health okay i'm really picky charlie but i don't know if it's the way i've read it or the way you've written it that sounds weird but we get what you mean uh i definitely know for myself um i think i have i don't know whether it's been them or me sounds like a relationship issue um but yeah it can be really difficult to to talk about it can lead to relationships changing. Sometimes that means they become closer. Sometimes it means they become more distant. Um, so it's just a case of being able to to talk through and, I guess, to some extent, just acknowledge that those relationships do change and not everyone's going to get it, I suppose. Um, so let's have a look at some of those comments. Um, Rachel mentions that she had someone use her anxiety to make her feel really low. Um, she's glad to say that that person's not in her life anymore. Um, Kimberly says that people bullied her for it. Uh, people told her she can't be depressed. Um, people didn't believe her. Um, and that was horrible to experience. Uh, Steffi says, not exactly, but I think people don't always see anxiety as being a real issue because they don't understand it. And I think, again, that probably to some extent comes back to some of those things I was mentioning earlier, where I can have a brief understanding of something, but I know it's only a brief understanding. I think sometimes people that don't have any experience of mental health maybe think that that's it. Um, 
that brief initial idea is all that's there and they don't understand it it goes so much further for people uh let's have a look through uh charlotte mentions that she tried to approach the subject with friends and they laughed and said uh mental illness isn't proper illness um so she doesn't talk to them anymore about her experiences uh shannon says she's constantly having people tell her to stop worrying um, but they don't realise how hard it is and she gets told to cheer up quite a lot. Uh, Hannah mentions the fact she doesn't talk to her family about mental health at all. Uh, and also she finds it really awkward and hard to it. And again, I think that's something uh, I can associate with Hannah there is it can be really difficult to talk to those people that you're meant to be really close to um, about the things that you're struggling with and um again for me it's just been it's been more a case of kind of recognizing that not everyone's going to get it you're not going to be able to talk to everybody about it um and sometimes it's about picking your time and your place to talk about what you're experiencing as well uh sometimes i find it a lot easier just to be outside um and i know the uh i know the the talk of mental health and going for a walk is seems to be a very um interesting one at the moment but for me uh i really enjoy going for walks um i find them really beneficial um and actually probably find it a better way to talk sometimes as well so for me um that's definitely something that i find beneficial uh, i think sometimes it's the way that that is mentioned and talked about it's probably more of an issue than the actual talking and walking itself uh as we go up we've got uh, Mary mentions the fact that before she was diagnosed with OCD, some of her family members got fed up with her old behaviours and the struggles that could come with that. Uh, as we go through, uh, we've got Leah mentioning the fact that people just think she's making it up and so many don't understand um, what she goes through every day. Charlie mentioning the fact that people tell her just to cheer up uh, and actually that made her kind of feel even worse or even lower than she did before. Uh, Rebecca mentioned the fact that she found texts between her friends saying that she had been rude or a bad friend because she wasn't able to interact with them in the same way. Uh, Rebecca, again, also mentioned the fact that she had friends that started to distance themselves from her and treat her differently. Um... So it can, as I say, it can change those relationships quite a lot. And it can be a big change. It's not always going to be a beneficial one. Um, but I think particularly when you're at the stage where you're really struggling with things, sometimes you just have to focus on those relationships that are stronger, the ones that you feel kind of help you along the way with people that maybe you feel understand it more. Um, I think sometimes that comes down to our, uh, I guess, our perception of the relationship or the other person as much as it is their understanding of us and the things that we're going through as well. Uh, and when you're in a, a place where, you know what, like some things really are a big struggle, uh, it can be quite important just to look after yourself in those situations. Uh, we've got my friend Cupcakes and Anxiety tweeting about the fact that Twitter is a great place to share experiences, get advice, and it's really great to feel like you're not alone as well. So it's nice to read that in the feed. Uh, we've got Charlie again mentioned the fact 
um, with people mentioning the fact that you don't know how lucky you are um, and kind of diminishing the struggles that you're going through. Also being told to go and take some pills or chill pills um, and kind of the negative effect that that can have as well. Uh, a few people mentioned the fact that, especially around college time, um, so some of those things we were talking about before, um, lots of friends um, kind of becoming quite disjointed there and that, at that really key time for, for some people. So it can make a, a real difference to those people. Uh, I'm gradually getting to the stage where I feel like I'm catching up with you guys towards the end now. Um, it's a question four. Oh, I feel like I've missed question four. Here we are. Um, so anxiety is a big thing for Charlie and something that she struggles with each day. Um, she asks, how, do you have anxiety and how do you cope with it? Um, so we've got, let's have a quick run through. Um, listening to music is mentioned. Uh, trying to trying to stay calm. Well, that's, I feel like that's quite an ambitious one sometimes, but okay. Um, uh, Kirsty mentioned she um, has a medication. She concentrates on her breathing. Few people mentioning... Um, trying to just uh, get up and move around the benefits of medication uh, Shannon mentions the fact that she goes and takes a hot bath or reads a book uh, we've got Lisa mentions the fact that she's struggled so much more since being at uni um, so I definitely recommend to, to Lisa to go and have a chat with some of her uh, student support staff at her uni I'm not sure where you go to uni Lisa but definitely check in with some of that support information within the university or the students union they will have loads of stuff that's available so please do go and have a chat with them uh, we've got a few people mentioning the fact that they try and get outside um, move away from the situation or the environment they're in uh, concentrate on breathing I think definitely for me being outside, having that fresh air makes a huge difference. Uh, a couple of people mentioning self-kindness and self-care, which is really interesting to see. Uh, I think that's Ella. Um, is one of the people that's mentioned that. I do kind of wonder, I wonder what what you mean there, Ella. I wonder what kind of self-kindness and self-care you're talking about. I know a few people previously, uh, away from this chat, have mentioned uh, yoga and things like that so it'd be interesting if you're talking about something similar a couple of people mentioning the fact they don't necessarily have a coping mechanism um, and they are struggling so it's really uh, unfortunate very sad to to hear and hopefully just by being involved in this chat they've maybe picked up a couple of coping mechanisms that they're able to use uh, or maybe some techniques as well uh, we've also got another guest on the podcast Kay has mentioned that uh, she, ever since she can remember, she's been an anxious person and she uses yoga, meditation, breathing techniques, a healthy diet and good sleep to help with her anxiety. Uh, I've got a couple of people mention blogging, which is great to see. So um, that idea of reading and writing again, uh, I've got Mystic Meg talking about uh, CBT. Uh, and again, listeners to the podcast will recognise 
that we have mentioned CBD, a CBT sorry, a couple of times. So it's great to see uh, a few more people interacting with that and the benefits that can come from that. Uh, if you are interested in CBT, do go online and check out iTalk. That's a great way to, to get some more information about CBT. Um, you can do a self-referral, uh, but some information does go to your GP. Uh, so that's a great way to get a little bit more information. And I think we're just coming towards the end of the chat. So we've got a few people just rounding up from the last question. A few more people mentioning yoga. Victoria mentioning yoga there. Um, I think of, uh, a couple of people mentioning online chats, which is really cool as well. Um, Charlie finishes off, mentions her blog, which you can go and check out, which is styled by Charlie. Uh, and yeah, just generally a lot of love going on online at the moment. So I feel like that was a little bit of an interesting way to, to go through and to follow the chat this evening. Um, I feel like I've kind of just read a lot of stuff. I haven't talked to you guys as much, but hopefully it's a bit of promotion for the hashtag TalkMHChat that's gone online. If you've listened to this podcast, maybe it'll give you an idea of some of the conversations and the support that's available online as well. And in fact, it's a great way just to pick up um, bits of information, to see that you're not alone out there, that there are other people going through um, similar experiences or affected by maybe the same mental health illness or condition as you or maybe something different uh, and it pe- can be a great way to kind of start that conversation for the first time it can also be a great way to to meet other people uh, and I think for me you kind of start off by talking about maybe your condition or someone else's experiences and that can really lead into a, a good friendship it can also lead into um a great support network um, and have a few other people around to kind of talk to, particularly if you're you're struggling with certain things at, at different times. So it's a great, a great place for that. Um, again, as I mentioned earlier, there are some other more specific chats that do go on at different times in the week as well. So I have seen the borderline personality and depression chats happening. Um, I've picked up on those just because those are the ones that I'm, interested in and feel like i am affected by at the moment um so i've checked those out but do have a look i'm sure there are other ones going online as well so i'm gonna i say cut this one short there's not too much chatting away um because i wanted the focus to be on the uh hashtag talk mh chat and feed online as i say this is a kind of a trial in regards to a narration based podcast I think it's gone okay. It would be nice to maybe have someone else here to kind of chat through some of the stuff. So I might try and do this again uh, on another occasion uh, and maybe get someone else on the line so we can talk through together rather than just read quite so many posts. Uh, so thank you very much for, for listening to this podcast. I'm going to give a shout out to Star by Charlie, who on Twitter is, I think that's Palette Blogger. So P-A-L-L-E-T-T Blogger. And also a, a big thank you to Hannah who started up the MH chat um, and Hannah is on Twitter as uh, Hannah Rainley, so H-A-N-N-A-H-R-A-I-N-E-Y underscore. Um, so go and check out Charlie and Hannah and send them some love. Let them know if you've listened to the podcast as well. Uh, lots of great comments on there this week uh, with a focus around anxiety Uh, Each week the guest host changes and so does the general topic. 
but as you can hear from some of the stuff we spoke through, uh, a lot of different thing, different thing, different things, different experiences uh, feed into the chat as well. So thank you very much for listening to episode thirty of Mike's Open Journal, and please do remember you're not alone out there. <laughs>